0: you're listening to the music hills podcast a space where we discuss the human relationship with music and the impact it has on our physical mental and emotional well-being Welcome to the Music Hills podcast. It is episode eight. I'm back <laughs> I had to take a little break. I had a lot going on I currently have a lot going on in my life right now um but it's okay we back. Music Hills quote of the day is "Music is the strongest form of magic by Marilyn Manson. So y'all yeah, remember Marilyn Manson like honestly when I was a kid he used to scare me back in the day he still does. <laughs> He's in like his 50s now, looking scarier than ever. But uh this quote is so good and it's so true. Music is the strongest form of magic. So, what am I currently listening to to get me through? So, I don't know about for y'all, but I surprisingly have not been listening to a lot of new music lately. Um, I've been extremely busy, like I said, with work. I just traveled. So if it hasn't been like the things I always listened to or was already listening to or like songs in my Spotify daily mix, I haven't really been seeking out anything new uh, over the past couple weeks. But this past weekend, I did do a little digging and there were a couple of new releases that caught my attention and some just like some songs that I Hadn't heard of that kind of caught my ear. Uh, so, I and, you know, honestly, like sometimes I get a little weary about like the pre-made playlists on the music platforms because they do get repetitive. But I did discover Spotify's Fresh Finds playlist and that had a bunch of like, it has a bunch of unheard, independent, talented artists on there. And that's why I found some of the songs Uh, From today, but first I can't like Not mention (laughs) Ari Lennox, she just released A song called Chocolate Pomegranate I love everything Ari Lennox, I was not surprised When I heard it, I knew I was gonna like it I added it to my like songs Before I even listened all the way through But here's a little bit of it Tape hanging
1: off Your brown lips
0: over Excel to my kiss. when you down I, power lift. I just want some more. So I've also been listening to kind of some out-of-the-box artists like Thundercat and Duckworth. Duckworth just released well, not just released, he released an album back in August and it's named Super Good. And he has a track on there that's also named Super Good. And it's a bop. <laughs> I love it. It's a little strange, but I like it a lot. Here it is. You're so super good. Come Go now, Hit that. Super good. One time. Two times. So good. Yeah. Come Go now, Hit that. Super good. One time. Two times. So good. So. Come Go on. Hit that. So yeah, on that Fresh Finds playlist that I mentioned, um, I came across a track called Voodoo. The artist's name is Patrick Page II. Now I've never heard of him, but I honestly love this song. It's it's giving me like D'Angelo vibes. Which honestly is probably why it's named Voodoo after that D'Angelo album. But anyway, I found so many good songs in that playlist, but here's a little bit of Voodoo by Patrick Page II. Am I wrong
1: if I want to have my needed to.
0: A couple of weeks ago, my sister friend and I sat down together and we honestly just chatted about all things music. Um, We also used, we pulled some cards from this game. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called Ox God. We didn't play it like how it should be played normally, like in a big group, but we did pull some of the cards as kind of conversation starters um, and answer some of the questions, some of the prompts together. I can't wait to play it with like a bigger group because it really has some fun um, music prompts. When I first learned more, like more about the game, I ended up purchasing it for myself. I got the hip hop and R&B deck, but they do also have a pop music deck. And when I opened the package, I noticed that they included just like a few of the pop music cards in, in my deck as a sample. Um, They also included a few sample cards for rock, country, and some spotlight cards for new um, budding artists that you probably haven't heard of. I thought that was a cool feature because one of the artists in the spotlight section of the cards, he's from Richmond, Virginia. His name is Jay Biz, And on the spotlight card, it includes a QR code that you can scan with your phone and it takes you right to his link tree to be able to listen to all his music. So I thought that was cool. So just a little background on the game. So the tagline is Ox God, like cards against humanity, but for music. So Ox God was established in 2016 by black entrepreneur, Mike Russo. Uh, He was a former financial business analyst and he quit his full-time job after seven years and decided to go the creative route. He talks about how he was a photographer on the weekends while he was working in finance during the week. And one day he just decided like, I'm finished. (laughs) He took a crazy leap of faith and decided creating was where he wanted to be or needed to be, not like behind a desk crunching numbers. So six months after quitting his job, he was at a party playing music on a Bluetooth speaker and a friend asked him to go head to head and play songs back and forth, which seemed like a battle, you know? And um, they split themselves into two teams, like the party split themselves into two teams, and they played for an hour. And he went home that night and he kept thinking about all the songs that his team could have played. So the next morning he woke up and he started writing the questions out for the game Oxgod. If you're playing with a big enough group, the rules are pretty simple. Um, the players split into three teams. The judging team uh, draws a card and they read it out loud. The two remaining teams are the ones that battle against each other in finding the best song that relates to the card. Each team takes turns playing their song for the judging team, and the goal is to impress the judges with their song selection and to play a better song than the opposing team. So just for an example, like I have my deck next to me, so let me just pull a card. Um, okay, so this card says, Daggerin is a sport. Play a dance hall song. Let's see if I can find, like, another one. Okay. This card says, um, was featured in the source's unsigned hype. Play a song by Notorious B.I.G. Let's do one more. Uh, This one says, new phone, who this. Play a song about your past relationship. I think this is one of the cards that um, my friend and I pulled during our conversation. So, I can't remember which songs we played, but you'll hear that in a second. Anyway, you can buy the game at OxGodGame.com and you can find them on Instagram at OxGodGame and I'll make sure to put all the links in the show description. But anyway, here is my conversation with my sister friend, Fuchsia, talking about all things music and a little bit about OxGod, but <laughs> <laughs> can you just like talk a little bit about what are you currently listening to to get you through? Um, what am I currently listening to right now? Um, let's pull up my
2: phone cuz I feel like I listen to a lot. Um, well, I th- think like honestly, my I think because of how I like the playlist I've recently been making um in Apple Music this whole coronavirus mm-hmm. that my favorites mix has been on point. Mm-hmm. Like so on point and I'm actually kind of sad because I definitely did not save the one I had last week. Um so I don't have I don't have those songs in front of me right now. Dang. But because so, it was like a really great mix. Like yeah. an epic, epic mix of different music. But um I've been listening to a, like my playlist a lot. The one that I made that I sent you mm-hmm. um was the Soulful Vibes playlist. So I've been listening to a lot of Neo Soul um, whether it's Ari Lennox, um, Sir, mm. Snow Allegra, Her, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, Gideon, um, who else is on that playlist? I feel like there's so many people on that playlist. Right. Um, Macego, My Love.
0: Yeah. I heart him.
2: Um, but then, like, I feel like I'll also use, like, when I want to, I'm not, like, in that, like, okay, I need to be at peace kind of mood. Like, I'll also listen to my Ratchet Girl music, So you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to my, my Meg, my Cardi. <laughs>
0: a little bit of sweet tea here and there um I mean you know even the ratchet music though like sometimes that's necessary for a pick me up honestly exactly
2: Exactly. you know like when WAP came out that Mm -hmm. was that was on my rotation like it was like okay let's just let's add a little bit of everybody and make my whole little workout playlist you know um, yeah, so I feel like for me, with music, it's just kind of depends on my mood is what I've been going to. Um, I do a lot of like YouTube mixes. I just will go on there, pick an artist I'm feeling that day. Like last week, I think I was really feeling, um, Solange. I was like, you know what? I need, I need some cranes in the sky type vibes mm-hmm. around me. And so I like woke up in the morning and would like play the Solange mix on YouTube and just let whoever, whatever mix came up from that come through and then like when SZA released her new music video this past Mm -hmm. week I was like you know what I have not listened to Control in a long time like let's let's play Control let's run Control right back (laughs) and see all these vibes and just the memories from that song like back when Outside was open and I saw Solange in concert Mm -hmm. and like how I'm like dang I still have not seen SZA in concert which is kind of crazy but
0: you know do you find joy in like curating playlists what can you talk about like what you know feeling that brings you to be able to create like a mood playlist because you do a good job at it so thank you <laughs> and what's that process <laughs> look like for you
2: <laughs> yeah um I think it's just like the way the soulful vibes playlist started was I was literally just in my room one day and it was like very similar I was like oh I feel like listening to Ms. Sego but I want like a good mix of different people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, went on the YouTube mix. And then I was hearing a lot of songs I had never seen before. And I had already kind of like, um, had already started doing like your dad, similar to your dad, um, <laughs> the color show yeah. and, and Tiny Desk concerts, because I was already doing that at the very beginning of quarantine. So a lot of those were already like in my like, you know, how the algorithm works. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. she likes stuff like this. So, I just started sending me a bunch of those songs. Like that song, Say It, that was like the second or third song that came on the mix. I was like, What is this? And so then it literally just started with me just like adding songs and adding artists um, to my Apple Music. Just because, like, Ooh, I like this song. And I was like, You know what? Let's just do a Masego Vibes playlist. And then I just started like adding the songs that way. And then I was like, Ooh, like I would like a mix. Like I wanted, I'm like, You know, I really was feeling sir at the time. Like I was really just loving his album all over again mm-hmm. and so i was like oh I, I love let me just try to like add some mix or so at least it's a variety because i didn't want it to be in like a rant like the same artist order like i hate when playlists are like that right yeah um and so then i thought like, okay well what, what's kind of the flow of this playlist is gonna be and then like certain songs started like what's his name amine when he mm-hmm. came on, I out like, okay this doesn't really like not completely match the vibe but like because of where it landed in the playlist, it kind of gave you that up feeling a little bit without bringing you like, you know, to like right. a future Drake type of up. You know, it's like, oh, like I'm I'm vibing up here, <laughs> I want Spice Girl for a little bit, and then <laughs> I go back down to some Victoria Monet or whoever else was next on the list. I think I did like Gold link I think yeah. I had him next. So I've always loved making playlists, like taking it back to like back in the day when we used to like burn CDs and like stuff like that you know so I feel like I've always been kind of doing it because before iPods were around you know you were like oh I like this song on the radio and I like this song and I like this song and then kind mm-hmm. of putting
0: it curating it that way um yeah, we were all like personal DJs back then
2: <laughs> we were we were and I think like I think we just all became music heads because of it mm-hmm. I think like you know, we were already, like, if it wasn't on the radio, we didn't know it at a certain point in time, and then I think, like, once LimeWire and iTunes became a thing, then all of a sudden, the underground music came right. out, and you were like, oh, I can go to hotnewhiphop.com, or I can go to go to that <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I feel like that's, like, what ended up making us have to, like, Mix up music because we stopped listening to radio, yeah. Before it became like obsolete, you know, and completely digital, we were doing it ourselves and our iPods and our iTouches and whatever the heck we had before it became our iPhones, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of- for me, too, like, it, I would ch- go ahead.
0: Oh, no, sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
2: I was saying like I think like also because I was a cheerleader, um mm-hmm. so we'd have like away games and stuff, and so I think like that's what made me like keep my iPod like up to date because when we'd be traveling and stuff for games and True. competitions and
0: stuff. True. I was gonna ask you like speaking of platforms like iTunes, well now Apple Music, and then you know you use YouTube <laughs> to kind of like curate your your playlist. What platform do you use the most now? I am now an Apple Music person. Um,
2: because I know, I know everyone has their feelings about Apple Music. But I think, like, honestly, like, I was using Spotify. Uh-huh. And then my mom got Apple Music on the family plan. And then because I support Black businesses, I have a title account as well. So oh, at Lord. one point, I had all three. <laughs> you had to decide. I was like, you can't have three, like, this doesn't make sense, you need to only be paying for one, to be honest, and so um, I got rid of Spotify once, I think, my student discount expired, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just was like, okay, well, I already have um, Apple Music because of the family plan, but I'm like, I needed Tidal because that's where Lemonade was housed at one point in time, and that's where... The Life of Pablo by Kanye West was housed on there and Lemonade was on there. Like while everybody else was scrambling, I had direct access to those songs before they got released really to the other platforms. Especially once like Jay-Z, I think, removed all his albums from Spotify for a couple of years back. I was like, well, I still got access, you yeah. know? <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm gonna use it for the pre-sale tickets because um, whenever I wanted to go to a Beyonce concert or anything like that, I would get my title pre-sale code and then I would <laughs> buy my tickets.
0: So, right, right. Do so you feel, I
2: use it for concerts now.
0: Well, I was about to say, what are the perks looking like now? Because, like, you know, live sh- – well, well, in the past few months, live shows are kind of, like, obsolete right now.
2: Well, I just found out that, um, you know, Meg The Stallion had her virtual concert um, on oh, nice. Live Nation last week. Um, and what I kind of forget about titles sometimes, and I kind of, like, really started going back to look at it in the past couple months – was that they do video playlists for you. So the same way oh, cool. my favorites mix is being created through Apple music once a week, titles making me a for me playlist for just music. And then they also making me a music video playlist.
1: Nice. And then they also have,
2: a yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and then there's also like concerts are on there. So like made in America, that's going to be streaming from Tidal. And since I already paid for it, I'm going to have access to watch the live streams from Made in America. And Meg's concert was already on there that mm-hmm. I would have had paid for if I was a regular person buying it through Live Nation. But because I have Title, I can watch it on there. And they also have a lot of documentaries mm-hmm. on there too, which is interesting. So because I'm also super into docs, I'm like, oh, I get so much more than I'm not, that I'm not using that I pay for. And yeah. i like, oh, actually kind of great um but yeah there's been no pre-sale code so Dang. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 in the near future <laughs> right
0: oh I just realized I did not do an introduction but if you want to introduce okay. yourself and just um say a little bit about how you've used music to heal if you have okay yeah or okay. you can also uh, talk about uh, why music is important to you too okay yeah
2: um, so my name is Fuchsia. I am Soraya's friend, slister, soror, mu- fellow music enthusiast, right? Like, <laughs> all, all the above. All All the things. <laughs> like, all the things. Um, and for me, music, like what I think music has healed me so many times, like when I'm like, because it helps me process my emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I feel like sometimes when I'm like trying to collectively think about how I feel about something there's usually a song or an album or an artist that kind of really speaks to me um that I can use at that time like I mean back in the day we always have breakup songs and stuff like that um but like I think music always heals me too because it ties to a certain period of time like, it tie- my memories are tied to songs mm-hmm. like there's certain songs I can hear and I'm like, oh, I remember when me and so-and-so used to love this song or like, and just brings like the memories. So it heals me in that way because I have a great fond of memories with so many different songs, such just mm-hmm. so many different things. I think that's why it's also important to me because it ties my memories to so much. Um, yeah. I just, I feel like music is just, I, I don't know what I'd be without it. I'm like, it's so entwined in everything that I do. Like, I, I it's on my phone it's it I like I use it to pro, like when I'm working especially when I'm working with data and numbers um like mm-hmm. I can have a playlist going on in the background and be fine I can't play a podcast when I'm trying to type out an email like I feel like for me it's like mm-hmm. when it's words and I'm trying to type out words and have thoughts like I, that's not gonna work but if I put music on I can like just like play attention to beat if I want to or whatever mm-hmm. and just like be able to process and get through my day a lot quicker
0: um yeah it helps with yeah. the productivity
2: exactly Honestly, it does exactly. So,
0: so I don't see how people get through the day without listening to music like the work day would not I would not get anything done
2: <laughs>
0: I know I I just be bored out of my
2: mind like looking for something else to do right? I don't know like <laughs> like I, I felt then I'd want to talk to people like if I wasn't playing music to be productive then I'd be like oh like I'm just gonna start having conversations who can I FaceTime though? right <laughs> like,
1: who can distract me through the
2: <laughs> correct because my brain is like what else are we doing besides this work thing right <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I feel you on the like um right, music tying us to our memories and reminding us of like important moments or important people in our lives it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a time machine, really. Because, like, you hear a song and mm-hmm. you can vividly, like, remember a place, a site. Like, all your senses are activated just from hearing a certain song or a certain artist. So, I definitely feel you on that.
2: Exactly. Like, I think, like, one that comes to mind is, like, me and one of my friends in high school, Olivia, we were, like, obsessed with, like, Nicki Minaj when she mm-hmm. first came out. Especially um, when her first album came out um was it Pink Friday yeah. yeah and I think it was Roman's Revenge like I remember us like in my car in high school playing the song and we were like screaming the words at all the ad-libs that come in that song like collectively in my car just like jamming and then like I think at prom again that song played on at prom and so me and her like on the dance floor like losing our minds and it's like that's something that, like, I really just, like, immediately when I hear that song, I'm like, oh, Olivia. Like, right. it never fails, you know?
0: Also, like, what <laughs> like, an era. <laughs> what an I know. era. Take us I back.
2: I
1: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take us back to the early, the beginning of the 2010 decade, you right. know?
0: <laughs> oh, crazy. You know? Okay. I have a question. So, okay. who would you say are like your top? We'll go with like top three because it's hard to pick just one because there are so many genres, right? Right. <laughs> so right. Who would you say are your top three artists of all time? Of all time, yeah, um, number
2: time. one is gonna. Number one is already. I no, already know. That's going to Stevie Wonder. Oh, number
0: ooh, one. That's good, Stevie.
2: I love some Stevie girl <laughs> so number one is gonna be Stevie Wonder no matter what I mean I feel like he is just a musical genius mm-hmm. um and it don't matter how old that man is because I saw him in concert two years ago 2018 um in Vegas and he sounded exactly the wow. same like exactly the same so and I mean the show was just amazing just the whole production was amazing mm-hmm. um so Stevie Wonder, for sure, is, like, my number one. Um, my number two, I feel like this is, these two are going to be hard for me to choose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, dang,
0: who do I pick next? <laughs> like,
2: um, Good luck. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I know. Okay. I think I'm going to pick one that's going to be controversial. Uh-oh. Um, it's going to be Christmas. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No offense to, the, you know, the Chris Brown fans, but he's not mine. Um, I think I'm going to honestly go with Kanye West. Okay. Um, and I'm saying it's controversial because, obviously, Kanye circa 2016 and beyond, who knows what the heck happened. Right. Um, but literally yesterday me and a friend were doing a music battle between like a kind of our own version of versus and we were doing jay-z versus kanye he was jay and i was i was yay and i was going through it and i was like i love this man like i was like dang like there's so many albums there's so many songs that like no matter what i just lit I love it
0: so i'm gonna go with kanye as my number two i see i understand Only reason why I'm like that's not as controversial as I thought it was going to be is because I understand, because he. I mean, he's literally a musical genius. You know, like nobody can deny that. But you're right, 2016 and beyond. You know, he went off the off the ledge. That's that's okay.
2: And I mean, and the albums aren't that good. So it's like you off the ledge and your music not good. So I got a problem. Like we need to work on some things. Um, (laughs) Um, and I feel like number three, um, I'm gonna have to go because I stand the beehive so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to say Beyonce, um, just because it's Beyonce and I will see that woman perform any day. <laughs> I will play any album she has till I can't
0: play it no more. Um, Wait, how many times yeah, have you I seen did- Beyonce live?
2: I have seen Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter um, four times, (laughs) four times. Um, I went and saw her the first two times was in the same year, so I Mm -hmm. went to see her for the On the Run tour twice. I went to see her for the opening show in Miami of that year, and then I saw her for the closing show in San Francisco with my sisters, Um, and then I went to see her for the Formation tour um back in I think 2016 I think that was and then I saw her for on the run too and on the run Two was the first time I ever had floor seats oh okay that and was a different experience I will never not be on the floor again <laughs> like that, that is a given like it was amazing because like so she was singing resentment and my sister has the video uh-huh. where she where the way their stage was set up was kind of like. Um, a U uh-huh. shape, so they had like two runways that went down, and so when Song Cry came on, Jay was on the opposite side of the U, standing uh, and doing I his see. thing, and so when B came out next to do Resentment, she was on my side of the U, and I was right at the bottom of the U, so I'm like, I can see her, like, <laughs> in full, full, like, just as clear as I could see you if you were sitting in front of me, like, yeah. it was just like, um, amazing and then the vocals was the vocal range during the performance i just was like i you can't beat it Why i can't i'm not a peasant why am i going to go sit in <laughs> the stands like the
0: rest of the peasants i need to be on the floor so. Wait, is that like the best live show that you've been to beyonce
2: oh hands down yeah hands down hands down the woman's performances like her performance alone is just amazing yeah um because you know like when you go to a show like the artist is doing something a little different um with every show based off of the energy they get so mm-hmm. it's like yeah they have like their same specific dance moves, and like the thing with beyonce she recycles choreography so if you learn the, sh- the dance to an old song it's the same thing you saw in 2010 you're gonna see it again right um but the energy between her and Jay was so crazy because this is when like the Carters' album had came out. Yeah. So this is like the energy of the show was just like amazing. And it's like he's feeding off of her, she's feeding off of him, and you're just watching them, and you're like, oh my god! Like it was just amazing. Like it was just epic.
0: That's the whole, the show was crazy. I have never seen Beyonce live. I feel it's like I've awesome. missed out on because I wasn't that huge of a Beyonce fan until recently. So I missed out on like years of fandom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I understand. I think like my fandom, like my top album for her is the four Mm album, which for a lot of people, that's not their favorite one. But for me, it was like the beginning of us, like her being more of herself in her music. Like us feeling her emotions through her music. Um and so that's what kind of initially like really like hooked me onto the wagon cuz I always loved her like I always loved Destiny's Child and I always like loved like the other songs like I loved like I Am Sasha Fierce and Déjà vu and uh Crazy Love like I bought all the albums yeah when they came out but um Four was when I was like oh girl you're so much deeper than pop music gives you credit
0: for right. you know yeah that's when, um, like, she really started to step into her element as a woman. And a lot of people were, like, yeah. taken aback by that. Yeah, they
2: were. And now she's so pro-Black. And I And it makes it so much better. <laughs> I'm, like, because now I'm, like, okay, like, we always knew you was for us, but now it's, like, you're saying it so loud and proud that I'm, just like, y'all don't even know.
0: Yeah. She's been on.
2: Like, yeah. So, uh, she, she's amazing. But, um, that was, I mean, the production for that show it's just every show she does is just out of this world so i'm just like i'll i'll be there no it's not a question right if the dates get real the dates get released i'll be there the only one i regret not going to was homecoming
0: oh to go see coachella yeah and, coachella. and i was in
2: california I was in you were SoCal- at the time
0: oh yeah yeah
2: I watched the live stream, though, so I stayed up late to watch the live stream, but I was like, I don't got Coachella money right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was in um, Tallahassee at the time when Vanessa used to live in Tallahassee. Me, Chelsea, and Danae went to go visit her, and then, like, that night, I think, it into that morning, like, that Sunday or Saturday morning or whenever Coachella was, we stayed up late and watched it. <laughs> and it was amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I'm up late like, a damn Beyonce, but it was so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good, and it's funny because once the Netflix documentary came out, all my friends who did not stay up and watch it, who were like on the fence of being a Beyonce fan, yeah, I swear, everyone was texting me, hey, <laughs> so next time she goes on a concert, you let's go. I want to go with you, and I'm like, I've been trying to tell y'all, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> How do you feel about like her journey into? Okay, so how do you feel about her journey or artists journey in general, when they go from like, popular music to like, I'm now using my artistry to express pro blackness, express my blackness, and expose the world to like how incredible being black is? How do you feel when artists make that transition?
2: I personally encourage it, and I love it, because I feel like there, especially with popular music, Mm -hmm. it kind of, what word I'm looking for, it kind of um, co-signs with this whole narrative that, like, if white people don't like it, then you really don't have the space to really, like, grow as an artist, or you won't be accepted, or vice versa, and I think, like, a lot of artists that start pop and then cross over and kind of do their own thing... It's because they just want to kind of establish their clout, and I think like for Beyoncé's case in point, because people really do kind of shade her for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they like, well, why weren't you like this in the beginning of your career? You think about when the beginning of her career was happening. This is the '90s, um, going into the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. it's like it was a different world back then. So I think that artists that had to kind of play the game to get seen and get market deals and get to that start build that um that clout essentially to be able to then be at a certain level of stardom to switch over you know for Beyonce was it really didn't happen for her until she changed she got dropped her dad yeah management and started managing her own self and created herself as a business you know um so I think like I'm super pro that I think it's kind of showing a lot of evolutionary growth that we can do as individuals like I Mm -hmm. know there's like the whole celebrity like look like idolism that kind of goes on but I think there's a certain positive aspect that can come with that if this celebrity is being more open about their journey and like how they're changing as an individual and growing and like what how they can be a better person to show kind of show how it can be done because then a lot of other people who look up at that person or start that Will cause conversations to happen amongst other people about their own evolutionary growth mm-hmm. and journey. Like for me, when I was talking to you, I think last week about Black Is King, the reason why I was so pro this movie, well, I guess this felt this visual, mm-hmm. was because it made if you wanted to look into African history and like Africa, the con- the continent, and how it's a lot more diverse and there's a lot more beauty in it. It made that mainstream like that's mm-hmm. accessible to see like the other aspects of it that it's not just this poor desolate continent with these countries that have so much fighting because like I feel like when you hear about when we were growing up we would hear about Africa we're hearing about like how poor it was and we're mm-hmm. hearing about like movies like Hotel Rwanda and like yeah. genocide and like all the death and like really just like scary and kind of like sad things about it And then you see something like Black is King, and you're like, "Oh my God, the culture is so beautiful!" And Mm -hmm. like she did, she represented a lot of different countries in it. But it's like for those who may not be as deep of a thinker like that to do that research on their own, Mm -hmm. it's now mainstream and accessible to them on Disney Plus. Right. So like I'm pro anyone who's gonna make loving your blackness or embracing your blackness and embracing being a part of the African diaspora accessible to people. Mm -hmm. who because not everybody's that deep like that's just fact like there's levels to people and not everybody is that free of a thinker or that deep of a thinker and going to be that introspective some people are going to just be take what's being force fed to them you know through the mainstream media and that's okay everyone's got a role to play but people like her and artists like her who are using their platform to make that accessible you know like even like with everything going on um, since coronavirus and the pandemic started and like with the Black Lives Matter movement, how you have artists like, um, what's his name? Little Baby, mm-hmm. I think, how he made like a song really talking on Black Lives Matter, which is very opposite of what he typically raps about. Mm. <clears throat> and people were like, oh, well, y'all are praising Little Baby for making this song when Kendrick been doing this and so-and-so been doing this. And I'm like, that artist didn't appeal to that person. Yeah. So if an artist that they already like and already have an established reference is now preaching um, um, and making music that is based upon real struggle and, like, what we're really going through in in a different lens, if that's going to be accepted by a group of people who was listening to Little Baby and not Kendrick, I'm about it. Like, I don't see anything wrong with them praising Little Baby for changing his script. And I don't think... I feel like we try to... I think, like, like the overly woke crowd is so like hellbent on just like bringing people down for being into certain things and yeah. i'm like that's not what it's about like if it's if they're gonna be better because of it i don't care who the messenger is
0: yeah you know yeah me and like, my dad like on- yeah me and my dad were talking about that and he's like i don't like you know the trap music artists and and i said you know i struggle with that because who am i to say that this musician or this artist is not the right um messenger for that particular person or a certain crowd if they're mm-hmm. conveying a message that touches the hearts of people in a way that it may not I mean it may not impact me in that same way but right whatever that positive message is if it's reaching other people and that's the I don't know that person is serving as the catalyst for for change you know just in a different way uh, I think that's fine to be honest exactly yeah. exactly I have no no issue with it whatsoever I feel like
2: um, I mean, I'm not listening to some of these rappers, some of the new age rappers stuff, like, I'm, I'm personally not a fan, I'm like, okay, like, whatever but, like, if it's a, you know, like, if it's a, it's a song that's out, that's part, like, it's a pop and party song I'm gonna be like, okay, I might give it a little play or two, but, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna be deep in their catalog and looking into what they're doing because, to me, it's just that one hit that I liked, not the artist that I liked, mm-hmm. but I think that if people like a specific artist and then that artist wants to like have a more serious uh conversation and like wants to use their platform to yeah. do good what is what is wrong with that if they're switching from subject or if whoever because they're they're reaching the demographic they're supposed to be reaching to like that's who they're trying to talk to they're not trying to talk to me that's right mine. right i know i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get what i need to get from my <laughs> artist like I, i'm not you know like i'm not prep yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I also think it's cool like how you said I didn't think about it that way when we were talking about Beyonce's transition or artists in general their transition from popular mainstream into like um, celebrating their blackness and Mm -hmm. I think it's cool because you made me realize like that personal journey for her was her putting that out there is probably a very vulnerable experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sharing my journey into, my personal journey into discovering who I am at the core of me and expressing that mm-hmm. through my art. And I can not imagine, like, putting something so personal out there for public consumption. And it's cool right. that he's deciding to do so so that other people can see, like, it's okay to have this type of transition mm-hmm. or this type of realization so yeah that's that's something that you made me think about like I didn't think about it that way but yeah yeah
2: because I mean I'll tell you this when I went to the formation tour um show in New York that was the Lemonade album you know Mm -hmm. um and so I remember like at at that show when she's singing these songs like these are her personal these are a little bit of her personal story with what she went through with her husband Mm -hmm. and so it's like for us like we're just like listening to it but like you're feeling the emotions in those songs with her because you're like yeah I remember when a dude was not paying no attention to me and he gonna lose he gonna lose me you know what I'm saying like and then it's like oh but one plus one I love you babe like you going through these emotions with her during the show and I think that's what makes an artist so um like her so amazing and just so like someone that is as big as they are is because you really are they're making music you feel the emotions with them that's how Mm -hmm. powerful a song can be because it's telling your story, and this person doesn't know you. Because our human experiences are more similar than they are really different, right. and I think that's what makes it, that's what makes it so dope. Yeah. Oh,
0: cool. <laughs> okay, let's get to these uh, <laughs> these card questions. That, that just made me so happy. <laughs> I'm
2: glad. I'm glad. You're so okay. insightful. Girl, I try just every every now and again. You know, I try a little <laughs> bit every day. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So the first one I just pulled, it uh-huh. says, The joints you sing with passion. Ooh. Give me a classic R&B song.
0: Classic to who? Classic to millennials oh. or classic to... It says a classic r b song. That's all it says. So it can be
2: anything, like a song you. This is a song you sing with passion. So that means when you play it, everybody's gonna sing their hearts out.
0: Okay, you go first. Wait, I need a to think.
2: <laughs> okay, um, I think I'm gonna do. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm trying to think of one. I think. I kind of want to go with um, Anita Baker, Caught in the Rapture of Love. Because I feel like you play that song, everyone's going to (laughs) go... No, (laughs) that's true. And
0: that's a good classic one, too. Like, that's a timeless record. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. I was either thinking that or um, uh, Can We Talk?
0: by Mm. Tevin
2: Campbell those were the two I was trying to think of like our classic R&B song that you sing with passion I'm like those
0: are good (laughs) I'm in my like 2000s bag it's not really classic okay but like when I'm thinking about singing my heart out I'm thinking like a song I sing really hard is Keisha Cole love (laughs) oh oh
2: I know exactly, as soon as you said Keisha Call, I knew exactly what you're thinking of. That's like Ooh, one that I sing
0: good. real hard.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think everyone does. Right. And you know what, I'm pretty sure. So the three songs we just mentioned, when I would go to Brunch to Bomb, the brunch day party um, in LA, which is like only 90, really mostly 90s R&B uh, music. Mm-hmm. They play those three songs, the one <laughs> we've mentioned. That's how I know their classes because that one or, oh, Week by SWV.
0: Oh, that's, a good, that's a good one. Yep, that's a good one.
2: <laughs> like, because everybody knows the words to Week by SWV. Everybody. Mm-hmm. No matter how old you are, how young you are, everybody knows the words to that song.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. What's the next one? Um, it says I'm trying to pick a good one. Ooh, this one says you had a good run, but it's over now. Play a breakup song. So, Ooh, Jesus! A breakup song. Um, hmm. I'm trying to go in my bag and think of like an I know of, like songs I used to play when
0: we break up <laughs> <out> with somebody. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I listened to my last really bad breakup. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think of one too. I
2: feel like I haven't had a breakup song in forever, girl. Like forever. (laughs) Only because I don't know. I just stopped. I just stopped attributing breakups to songs. So, like, I think that's why. Um. (laughs) So I won't disclose who this was with. But one of my exes, when we broke up on the phone, I'm petty. And so I play single by Lil Wayne. Uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like I had it in the background while we were
0: continuing our conversation. Did he notice the petty? (laughs) I feel like I remember you telling me this. (laughs) <laughs> I that's
2: the last breakup song i can think of i i mean he may have i'm pretty sure he did because i'm pretty sure i would stop and sing the chorus when he came on a little bit <laughs> but, i'm i am grown i am a better person now
0: <laughs> oh my god oh i'm gonna take let me see i'm thinking my most recent breakup i was listening to a lot of daniel caesar that album that mm. he put out, well, his first album, I think it was, before he got canceled. Is that his first Broodin. album? I'm,
2: yeah, I think, cause yeah, he only had that one and the second
0: one. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of that. And then I was listening to a lot of uh, Janae Aiko, and then, and then, oh, you know what? Yup, Triggered. Janae Aiko yep. Triggered, yup, uh-huh. And then yep. when she put out Cholumbo, B.S., with her
2: yeah yep. yes, Those yes. Are my two. <laughs> Back up <on> yes <laughs> yes that one and there's a, the song even that she has with big sean from that album yep mm-hmm. um that's a really good breakup song what's it called um it's like don't hold on hold on i was literally listening to it yesterday so i don't know why this song can't come to my mind right now except i or, always ooh. cut
0: it off before he comes on though oh
2: oh, none of your concern yeah Is the name of the song that one um i mean kaylani's whole last album true is a break is a breakup album okay true (laughs) her whole i mean the album is a masterpiece like i think so far for 2020 that has to be my favorite um album that's come out since the quarantine yeah like oh yeah i think like she i feel like everyone else's albums were like okay mm. but like i can't play it from beginning to end
1: mm-hmm. and
2: not really want to skip any songs like i feel like with her album i could do that i feel like i tried to give division's album um a couple listens through because i really was i was i was rooting for him <laughs> like i really was and it just didn't do it for me like it, did not. it just didn't do it for me um so I think that his al- I mean, her album I think is the only one I could say I can play from beginning to end. It was good yeah. until it wasn't. Yeah, she's
0: super talented. She really is. I feel like she's one of the more underrated artists.
2: Most definitely. Yeah. I think it's just like she I mean when she had her kid, like when she had her daughter, I think that like that was like such an in-between time that she didn't have to take the time off. Mm-hmm. But I think that her earlier work. I was not really like paying that much attention to. Right. Um, yeah. but this song I was like, I think I saw like she did this song with um Tiana Taylor, that's another underrated artist. Mm-hmm. Um and that they did that song, I forgot what it was called, but because on Tiana's an album now. But um that was when I was like, ooh, Kehlani, what are you what are you about <laughs> over here? And so I just started like one day I just started listening to everything. I was like, Oh, this girl got an album coming out in two weeks. I can't yeah. wait. And then I was like, "Dang!" Like, I listened to it yesterday. Like from the beginning, to end, I listened to that album yesterday. Like,
0: I think, note. I think Tiana Taylor is starting. Like people are starting to give her her flowers. Like I know, yeah, it's about time. Because yeah. Keep
2: That Safe Energy is an amazing album. Mm-hmm. It's short, but it's a really good album. So <laughs> um, I love, I love, I love. Uh, what's her name? What, what she call herself? uh petunia petunia <laughs> there you know she had her baby <laughs> yes she did and she had erica badu as her doula how crazy is that's that?
0: crazy i did not know that
2: yes erica badu was her doula wow i'm like yeah
0: can you imagine I'm like, having that's... erica badu as your doula
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds epic um yeah no that sounds amazing actually I think Erica would be like I mean could you like just the energy that Erica Badu would just bring to just a regular conversation let alone being
0: someone who's like helping you through pregnancy what right oh I was talking to my friend I went to dinner dinner the other day and I was I asked him like what's the best live show that you've been to because I typically ask everybody that and Mm -hmm. he was like uh Erica Badu hands down and to be honest, I felt him because the energy, she, energy yeah, the energy she brings in any space is crazy. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, cause I've seen
2: Erica now twice. Mm. Um, I saw her at Essence Fest, um, in 2018. Mm. Um, and it was like the first night, the first night they were the, she was the closer girl let me tell you this the closer was it was erica and just got performing together so they're oh, going wow. back and forth on stage and then you have the roots is the band playing for
0: them oh wow that was probably so good uh <laughs> yes it
2: was it was me because that i went with it was me vanessa Dejay, oh, yeah. um and
1: chelsea
2: Mm-hmm. we went to ss fest for my birthday that year mm-hmm. um and so that yeah that was amazing and then that, the second time I saw her though I got to see her by herself and that was at um a festival in um Long Beach mm-hmm. called Smoking Grooves and um what was crazy was I guess Erica I guess the first year was the closer for the festival and then this year she wasn't the closer she was the second to last closer so okay. she I got to see her then and she was amazing like a set by herself like oh my god it was, yeah. amaz- it was amazing it was amazing it was amazing and she gets in her
0: bag when she gets her little right?
2: drum machine going and she'd be like, I was
0: like okay girl <laughs> like, <laughs> I only saw her one time at um what's it called Afropunk in Brooklyn mm. and she was doing the same thing in her on the little drum machine making drum machine
2: the <laughs> <laughs> right right she lived up to the expectations. Like, mm-hmm. she lived up to what you thought she was going to sound like. Um, Lauren Hill did not live up oh, to the expectations. Oh, my God.
0: Why does everybody say that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think because you expect Lauren to be, like, how Erica is. I know. And I don't know if she's changed. But, like, when I saw her, it uh, was 2015 when I was living in LA after we graduated and she was who was performing I forgot who I don't know who her opener was but it was mainly just her and um it was like cool like the show was good like the show was good I mean mind you she was late because that was still true um (laughs) but the show was good but when she went to sing X Factor and was not playing it with the melody that we all know and love
0: I was upset I was like apparently it's like some like legal issue thing or something I know but girl
2: I need y'all to figure that (laughs) out (laughs) because Beyonce is performing your song with the same melody at her concert
0: uh that's true that's true I feel like okay so here is what I think is like the issue first of all I feel like Lauren Hill like she has this these sounds in her head like how music mm-hmm. should sound in her head and then she tries mm-hmm. to get it out on the instruments and it doesn't sound like like how she wants it to or it sounds like a mess because like there's cha- I feel like there's chaos mm. in, her, in her brain and then i also feel okay. like she's such i've heard and read that she's a perfectionist so i feel like when she mm. performs, I get this feeling that she'd be changing stuff last minute. Because <laughs> it's just like a okay. energy on stage, like, don't nobody know what's is. going on.
2: <laughs> exactly. We won't know the difference, but yet we do. Yeah, we do. That's, that's a problem. We, we we can tell. We're like, this, this don't work. <laughs> yeah. I went to
0: go see her with Shanice at um House of Blues in Orlando. Shanice and I were like, Okay, first of all, our feet hurt she was two hours late.
2: Two hours late, girl.
0: <sighs> yeah, so I feel you.
2: It's that I think that was the most disappointing artist,
0: but Erica was definitely. Do you know who blew away
2: my expectations? Mm. Like,
0: Blue Usher Raymond. Really, I was yeah. not expecting that.
2: <laughs> I know, cause I like I said, why I said, blew away my expectations. Like, <clears throat> so he was the closure that night. So mm-hmm. Erica came out before Usher and child I think it just was like one of those things where I was like I didn't realize how much I know and love Usher's song oh yeah and he sounds exactly the same and he dances just as good as he did back in the day so I'm like watching this man on stage and I'm like (laughs) what and I was with one of my homegirls um one of my homegirls Miranda Mm -hmm. and we were like Singing our hearts out to every Usher song, and I was like, <laughs> "Girl, I didn't realize how much I love Usher." But now I'm like, I will see this man perform anytime he performs again because yeah. it was that good. It was that good.
0: I have never seen Usher live.
2: I hadn't there <laughs> until two years ago. I'm gonna have to go.
0: And now I'm like, <laughs> OMG! You want to do one more um, card? Or two, one one or two. It's up to you.
2: Okay, we'll do,
0: I'll do, let's see, we'll do
2: two more. So I'll do one of the era cards and then we'll do one from a label. Okay, cool. Okay, it says, where'd it go? Where's the one I was looking for? I just had it in my hand. Hold on. I swear it was just here. Here it is. Okay it says remember jersey dresses and big hoop earrings oh, Lord. give me a song from 2000 to 2010 by a female r&b artist solo or group ooh yeah. um, what year did say, um
0: what year did a marie come out with um is this a thing that got that would have been in the 2000s i think that's 2004 <laughs> I said that is a good. Yeah. One. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that is a good one. That song is like that com- that whole era, that song is like what I think of.
2: <laughs> yes, that's a really good one. That one thing was I mean cuz who doesn't love the movie Hitch? That was a great movie. Right. <laughs> so like that's immediately what comes to mind is that movie. Um I'm trying to think of a female artist
0: or group from
2: I'm gonna go with because I haven't mentioned one of. No, oh, I feel like I could do "Lose My Breath" by Destiny's Child. Mm. Can you keep up, baby boy? That was
0: such. A, That's a good one. What a time! I know, like what an era. <laughs> what you call what it, soldier? That song by Destiny's Child, soldier. Yeah,
2: yep, soldier came out during then. Technically, I think Bills would have came out. So Writings on the Wall part one. Yeah. I mean that album would have came Riding on the Wall would have came out in that time. Um, Crazy in Love would have came out in that time. hmm um, It was such a good time. Sierra oh. came out in that time. So we was having goodies and promise. <laughs> you remember Promise?
0: Oh, no, I like my that favorite was Sierra like, song is um a
2: little, I'm in Love.
0: <laughs> no, that my favorite Sierra song was the one with Ludacris. Oh um, Ryan, oh, which one? Uh <laughs> oh.
2: Like, did you watch the verses with Ludacris versus uh, Nelly? I ain't watched that one. I will say that verses made me, I went into it, because like back in the 2000s, I was a Nelly fan, okay? You couldn't tell me nothing. I thought that man was so fine. <laughs> with the little band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> with the band-aid. Girl, the band-aid, the dress, the do-rag, the whole the Air Force ones, like that Nelly was bae back then. And watching the verses, I was like, dang, Luda is really the goat of like between the two of them. I'm like, Luda had so many songs. And he played that song during his verses. He's like, This is one of my favorite, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite verses I've ever that I ever featured on. And he played that I was like, dang. Dang. This. So oh it was a great one. I had that um do you remember that what was it called um video now do you remember that do you remember video now like they were like these little portable small screen things and they had these little discs and they had like a video on them and you could put it and play it in this little you could play the music video on it I remember, disc. remember the that? audio
0: one I remember the audio one you could put like the little disc in there and it'll play the song but I girl I was those are too expensive the video ones <laughs>
2: only am saying this because if you watch that music video Uh uh-huh she is using one of those video now things in the music video so like I just like (laughs) yes so it's just like reminds me how how we listen to music has changed yeah like how we went from cassettes to well technically our parents went from vinyl I never had a vinyl Mm -hmm. but I had cassettes growing up when like, I remember having Tupac on cassette. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I went from cassettes to CDs mm-hmm. to, like you said, the little clip things. the little, I remember hit clips being where you got like 20 yep. seconds of a song you could play in this <laughs> yeah. thing, to like finally having MP3s and iPods. Yeah. Then, like,
0: where we are now, it's like crazy. I know the evolution of it's, it's, how we listen to music is is wild. I'm excited to see what it's going to yeah. look like in the future, like in a decade or so. I know, like
2: what 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 could be next? Like I literally, mm-hmm. like I can't even imagine what we would be doing next. Mm-hmm. Um, like what would even like? How could you change it from already being digital? Like you know, like how would it? I don't, I don't know. But isn't it's that crazy so that like
0: our parents were probably like. Mm-hmm how can they make it like any more advanced and we're all the way I know (laughs) I know
2: it's kind of crazy it's trippy when you think about that right like our grandparents and our parents who've like lived 50 plus years now and like when they're looking at how everything has changed and how quickly it has changed in the past 20 years more than anything it's like Insane. So it's it's gonna be really interesting to see how music changes. Like like right now with quarantine, like everyone has to find a new way to do music and Mm -hmm. to get their music out there and find new followers and stuff like that. Like because I mean, like we just said, like it's twenty twenty. It is September, and I have not been to a concert all year. Ain't that crazy? That's that's unheard of. (laughs) That's unheard of. Like for me, that's unheard of. Like. If, I, if someone was to tell me that last year that my last concert was actually going to be New Year's Eve, I know <laughs> for a whole year, pretty much. Like, I would not have believed you. I would have been like, "Meg the Stallion is not going to be the last concert I <laughs> see for a whole year."
0: Like, I would not have believed you because I knew I was going to go to Essence Fest to see C, Sir and D. Smoke. Like, Listen, knows. he was my last <laughs> concert. Sir was my last concert.
2: Yes, because I remember
0: you talking to me about
2: this. Because we we both went to Snow, right? That no, I didn't get.
0: mm -mm, I didn't get tickets. I missed Snow because she sold out, so I missed her. But you um, went to Sir instead. I went to Sir. Yep. Mm. that's
2: yeah, you couldn't have told us this, right? You couldn't. You could not have told me that I would not. It'd be September. I still hadn't been to a show in person.
0: That actually kind of like makes me kind of sad right now.
2: it makes me really sad like it makes me really sad because I remember at one point when I was trying to like still save my coins but still try to live my best life Mm -hmm. at the same time I was doing at least like one concert um a month like at least one show or at least usually like from May to like September I'd go to at least one show a month because that's when all the festivals are going on and usually people have kicked off tours around that time but now I'm like i'm hoping i can go to the usher concert next year (laughs) like
0: like what we're gonna make it happen we're gonna make it
2: happen (laughs) i just need covid to i need us to figure this covid thing out like that's what i just need to happen um so we can go back to going to shows because even now like i live in new orleans i live in a music city Mm -hmm. and like, you can't go to the House of Blues. You can't go, like, the venues are closed. The bars are all closed. Like, there are no live shows going on in New Orleans. Like, that doesn't make sense. Mm -mm. Like, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is. It is. Like, um, a friend of mine is a musician and he plays in a band out here. And, you know, his band has played um, a couple virtual shows because, like, Uh the city's trying to figure out how do they keep um, mu- like the music musicians are like out here like right, how do they still yeah. keep them and get them exposure so they've like a couple I think the city has started this whole embrace the culture thing where they mm-hmm. play at the House of Blues um, I think two or three times a week they play like different um bands and artists from New Orleans like okay. playing at the House of Blues so you can catch that streaming but I'm like if I didn't know like if I didn't know someone mm-hmm. who is in the music scene how would i know that that's going on right you know yeah. like that's the that's the part that i'm like dang like how are these artists these musicians getting their music out there their shows out there to get the streams to get the yeah, the, because they're being paid struggle. through yeah i'm like they, their stream of income is completely gone like it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy
0: yeah I think about that too with like a lot out here a lot of the DJs are like streaming live and putting mm. you know their information in the description like as far as their cash app and stuff but it's just different because like if I can watch you for free like I want to support the local artists but how do you get right. want to like contribute monetarily for streaming right. on like a free platform so that whole industry is like being turned upside down it's crazy
2: it is it, it is it's actually really interesting how because I mean I'm someone I love live entertainment mm-hmm. so like I like I, you know I, I I watch stand-up comedians all the time I watch I watch concerts all the time like I love live entertainment and so right now it's like it's it's not the same experience mm-hmm. like even when they're doing it live it's not the same experience it's something for them and for us as the viewer because it's just, there's a certain energy that you get when you're collectively together at a show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm a, like Amanda Seals is one, for example, she does this show called Smart, Funny and Black. And I went to the show she had in LA a couple Either a year or so ago,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, <clears throat> and the two people was like Keenan and Cal, And it was amazing. Like yeah. the show was amazing. It was just. Black-tastic, mm-hmm. like, just, we're singing all the spirituals you could think of, we're singing SWV Week, we're doing the Sister Act two, Oh Happy Day, like, mm-hmm. all of it, you know, and we're doing, um, Before I Let You Go, we're doing the Electric Slide together in the, in the, um, arena, and it's like, she did it now, like, in the Smart, Funny, and Black in the crib, yeah. uh-huh. um, she's on like, I think two or three shows, and it's not, it's good, but it's not as impactful the same.
0: as yeah. the live show is. Yeah, like I've I'm watched like, oh, I'm a couple
2: because I already know.
0: Mm-hmm. I watched a couple of her like from the from the crib like streams or whatever, and it's cute. Like for the time being, while that's all we have, but I can't imagine yeah. how cool it was in person versus like it- yeah
2: yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to do one more card? Or oh yeah, wanna- let's do one more. Okay, so these are. Uh, this- the label question, and we're gonna go with sign with my sign with this label, and you may not get paid. <laughs> it says, Play a song from Cash Money slash Young Money records.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they so shady. <laughs> Who developed this game? I need to reach out. <laughs> Shady. I don't know.
2: It, I, shady boots for real. For real. <laughs> um I think for me, a young a cash money, young money, record. Um the one that I think is coming to mind right now is for some reason bedrock. <laughs> I
0: can make you bedrock
2: <laughs> <laughs> with a tea string one. <laughs> That's <was> a good <laughs> like, song. Yeah, but I feel like that, like, defines, like, the Young Money era. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You had a crap ton of people, and only, like, three of those people made it. Like, it was, like, Drake made it, Nikki made it, and Tyga somewhat made it, but has made himself stay relevant for as long as he has.
0: Right. Um, Lloyd, he tried to
2: come back. But Lloyd wasn't a part of Young Money, is he? Oh, I guess not. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I I could not tell you who he was signed with. <laughs> Probably Atlantic but or something I don't know. <laughs> Or not inter- inter- like, <laughs> Do they like label labels? Don't even matter anymore, which is kind of crazy. I like, know how that has even changed. Like, I could not tell you who Snow was signed with. Who? I mean, SZA, we know because TDE. Yeah, but and that's also confusing
0: you. these days. Like the collective and the label and how sometimes that's different and sometimes it's the same and I don't really understand that <laughs> I feel like
2: that's something that has changed as well with music um just because you know you needed a label for capital to be able to record to be able to do other stuff but then because mm-hmm. technology has made recording so easy to do on your own like everyone that's why everybody be a rapper because everybody can go to guitar center
0: (laughs) (laughs) all you need is a soundcloud
2: and a mic off amazon (laughs) exactly right so you don't gotta go to guitar center no more if you go to amazon and order all the parts and pieces you need um and so i think like that's what's kind of changed it so much and i think that's Mm -hmm. why like the new rappers like or like not new rappers but like the people who we came in like at the beginning of their career and we've been following them, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, the mm-hmm. Kanye's, you know, um, technically Drake but now he has his, he has his own with OVO. O- 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 mm-hmm. um, with the, how they changed it and it's like, it's still a label because you're still like helping produce and like send out their music but mm-hmm. now it's more like just marketing dollars to get you to stream their music because no one's buying albums anymore right. like record labels made sense when you needed to buy when you were trying to buy an album but yeah. it's like I can I don't even need to buy your one song anymore <laughs> I don't have to pay 99 cent on iTunes to get right. your one single I can just <laughs> pay my monthly membership but I got access to everything right. so and like I think you were talking about an uh, artist Victoria Monet uh huh I mean, when you sent me her song, like, she's on the same streaming platform as Beyoncé, Kendrick, J. Cole, Mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder, Prince. She's on the same platform as these people. And so it's like, all it takes is you to be added into one of their Mm -hmm. um, new music dailies or, um, what's it called, Um, or the R&B Now or Mm -hmm. whatever... um, playlists that they that the actual companies are curating. Essentially, that's who you gotta, like, make friends with is right. who's curating these playlists made by the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Because that's who is, that's how you get to know new artists. Ooh, um, that would be, like,
0: the dream job.
2: I was thinking that, too. I was like, girl, let me find out how right. I could sign up to be making
0: playlists for work. Listen, because uh, there's gotta be, like, a I mean I'm sure there's like a team but just to be a part of like a team like that would be so cool.
2: It would be. Like a friend of mine was, you know, she worked for Reese Witherspoon's production company Hello Sunshine. And oh, wow. she when she first got hired was it was her job to read books and then write a synopsis on whether they should turn that book into a movie. Oh. Or a TV show. So like that's what her job was when she first got to the company. I'm like, if I could do that and just listen to music all day long right. and be like, oh, this is going to go great on this playlist. Like, uh-huh. That sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: that sounds like ideal. Oh, man, that does. So those oh. jobs exist. Let me answer the, answer the question. What's the question? Cash Money. Oh, yeah.
2: Name a song from Cash Money, Young Money Records.
0: All right. The only song that's popping in my head right now is "Fireman" by Lil
2: Wayne. Fireman, <laughs> <laughs> fireman,
0: yes, that was a good one. That's the only one that I it's like popping up like over and over and over again. That song was so annoying. <laughs> that
2: was yeah, that was the Carter Two. That was the Carter Two album. What you call it? Is
0: available the- to stream now. Um,
2: um no ceilings. Mm-hmm. The mixtape, yeah. I would love if all of my favorite artists would bring their mix, like do like Trey songs and bring your mix <laughs> to the streaming platform. Because I was literally thinking about this the other day how I, since I don't have my old laptop, uh-huh. I don't have um, access to uh, Friday Night Lights
0: by mm-hmm. J. Cole anymore.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, Friday Night Lights was my ish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was, that was mine. That was my, my mixtape for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I played it because I don't have access to my old iPod. I don't have access to my old um, laptop, my old iTunes. The first yeah, one where but would all my OG you find it? I'm assuming I could download it somewhere, but I'm like, when's the last time I downloaded an uh, album? Right? <laughs> where do you from... even store it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you if you have your laptop, you can still get it on your iTunes. Oh, I think true. Like, we still have you know, I think it's still the same old process, but it's just like the last time I can remember doing that was two thousand and twelve. Right. Maybe, maybe. I feel like that's even being generous. hmm I feel like take care may have been the last one I did that for.
0: Oh man. That's a TBT. <laughs> that's
2: TB. that's my number. <laughs> That's my number one Drake album.
0: Yeah. Is Take Care. I would say... I don't have a favorite Drake album, but his mixtape, So Far Gone, is, like, my favorite mixtape. That's <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> that That's so good. I mean, because, like, yeah, that was...
2: And that's when EPs became a thing. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like that's even changed in music. Like, because originally that was a mixtape, and then now we don't call them mixtapes, we call them EPs. Yeah, like, what's the difference? And... <laughs> That I, I, I can't tell you the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I like cause that, cause if we're being really honest, what's the difference between an EP and an album? And an album,
0: right. I guess with like mixtape, they use like songs that already exist as the beats, I guess, I think. And then the EP is like original but short. I don't know. And then the album is like long. I, I, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I mean, I can, I could, I could, I could co-sign. I think to some of that um, because if you think of, like Friday Night Lights as a mixtape. Uh-huh. It was, you know, he sampled a lot of songs. Like yeah. he sampled Kanye West. He sampled Erica Badu. Um, I think he sampled Lauren Hill. I think mm-hmm. um, from that, but it was just more sampling, which is what he we all still do right, anyway. Mainstream, anyway. yeah. So it's like, but I remember like the little Wayne mixtapes and I mean I'm trying to think of someone else right now but like those yeah they were like, like more mainstream stuff, but their version like remember when Amelie came out and everybody and their mom made a right, to Amelie yeah like <laughs> but I mean that doesn't really it doesn't exist like that anymore because the last person who tried to do that was uh Jacquees <laughs> And LMA's team shut that down. our that. <laughs> so oh it's like God. you can't even do that anymore, right? Because because it's not like that's like it's just so interesting. I mean, technically, what's his name? Uh, you
0: are
2: talking about the Keisha Cole song? What is that man's
0: name? Oh, is I don't know that man's name, <laughs> but I know what she's talking about.
2: <laughs> is it Sage the Gemini? Is that is, is that who was? I don't i don't remember one of those but man one of those tech, rappers tech, yeah <laughs> yeah when he did blah. <laughs> <laughs> a mess but essentially right. like music used to be like that and now it's like her releases um volume one and two which is technically an ep technically her still has not released her first album yet and i'm like girl what you waiting on like,
0: right
2: how many where, where that album at?
0: <laughs> get it together <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, I hope everybody's creating some really good music in this space. Um yeah. the times they now have allotted. Um, I'm feeling like
0: people are now getting back into their groove of creativity.
2: I hope so because I, hope so I, I really need I need some good music. Like I need some new albums. I'm like, what do we got? What else we got to live for in twenty twenty if right. we don't got no new no music. You can't go to the movies anymore. You can't the last good movie I think I saw in the theaters I think was Queen and Slim mm, last yeah. Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, good that was like the for the most part.
2: <laughs> I mean, everyone hates how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> do not understand some of the voices
0: that were made,
2: but but I will say like just to kind of tie music back into even that movie. What I was talking to someone the other day was how, like, back in the 90s, in the early 2000s, like, your soundtrack for your movie mm-hmm. kind of tied in with the scoring of the film. Oh, yeah. A lot more. And I think that we're kind of seeing a resurgence of that comeback with how, like, Kendrick did the Black Panther mm-hmm. um, soundtrack, Beyonce doing the, the gift soundtrack for Lion King, um, and even, like, Queen and Slim, like, the soundtrack for that really was actually tied really good the scoring. Yeah. You know, and I think like I miss it. Like the fact that like Babyface did the soundtrack for Waiting to Exhale and like had songs made specifically for the film. Yeah. To go with it. It's like something that we don't see as much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's a way to kind of really bring that back. Because that's what made the Black movies so like epic in our minds. Yeah. So it's like, if I play, um, what's this song? Um, dang, it, it's, oh, it's the song I Like. By um guy. Oh
0: yeah, loving basketball. See, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Like when songs are like that, like oh, I feel that's how I immediately think of that movie. It's like oh, I need to watch that movie. Um, yeah, like that's that's what we miss. Like the music and movie and memories like are all tied into each other. Like scoring is so important. Yeah, like,
0: I agree. And then e- you're even seeing that these days now with um even with tv shows like with insecure how um, oh, yes. tally gray is like the one who's curating the this um the soundtrack to go with the episodes and things like that like or even with um who's been doing it for a lifetime spike lee he's been doing that for a lifetime like in his really in what's that one movie that just came out in, i don't know if spike lee was doing that um the five bloods in okay and he like he breaks up scenes with an album cover and whatever song was just playing, you know, typical Spike Lee style. But I, I think that's a cool way to like integrate music into music and movie, yeah, into film. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: that's okay. So I haven't seen The Five Woods and I planned on watching it um, because of the passing of Kendrick. I mean, of Chadwick Boseman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> so I was gonna watch it for that reason anyway. Um, but now that's super dope. I did not know that they did that but it's so true i think like and that's how Issa Rae was able to start this radio Mm -hmm. um production company which is where that girl t marie or t mar Mm -hmm. the one yep (laughs) and i'm like because of the clout of how like you can listen to the insecure season playlist or season album whatever they're calling it Mm -hmm. um and just be like just fall in love with so many songs like there was a song that my sister and one of my best friends, when we lived together in the summer of 2000, I think it was 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that supposed so to be like season two or season three of Insecure, I think. And there's a song that goes like, What the hell, my phone? What the hell, my phone? <laughs> and like, we would sing that in the house all the time because we heard it from that one episode on Insecure and like just never forgot it. Yeah. Like, they that put up like, on
0: to so many artists. That sounds like um a song from like one of the scenes. That one scene where she had that house party. And Probably <laughs> <laughs> she had that house party and the one dude who was a um who was a blood who plays a like a blood oh, everything with a b Good yoda like, yeah. thug yoda thug
2: yoda that was his name thug yoda. He was funny. He was one of my he was like favorite side character. Yeah, um, I follow him for on Twitter. Sure. He's
0: actually like funny in real life. Oh my goodness!
2: Oh pumpkin,
0: um, thank you yeah. for joining. You guys, it was such a pleasure just catching up with my sister and talking all things music. Remember to check out the Ox God Game at oxgodgame.com and you can find them on Instagram at oxgodgame. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Healer, and email us at musicasahealer at gmail.com to share your story. See y'all next week.